Welcome to the 35th episode of the Disney Cruise Line blog podcast. Today's episode is going to focus on Marvel Day at Sea. The best day at sea I've ever been on. And the only one I've ever been on. Aren't all days at sea the best days at sea? No, Marvel's better. Okay. I'll give you that. And there you have it. Podcast over. Isabel has declared it the best day of sea. Adios. All right. So, Marvel Day at Sea. What is it? What do you expect? Or what do you expect when you're on board? Uh, well, as the name suggests, it's a day dedicated to Marvel. Almost all things Marvel. It's heavily focused on the Marvel characters that are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, the 19 films to date, plus Infinity War coming up. Or already out. Or whatever movie that's currently out there. Because Marvel Day at Sea will continue. Anyway, it's it folk, it's heavily fo- centered around the Marvel Cinematic Universe storylines, characters. But there are some parts of it that do extend into the comics, into the... You know, the Netflix TV shows and, you know, a little deeper cuts into the Marvel. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's an entire day with events, meet and greets, activities, stage shows, you know, cabaret shows, trivia. You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff and even special food options available, uh, you know, all related to something that's Marvel. So, it's really a marvelous day at sea. No? Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Yeah, totally so, I think we'll, we'll kind of just break this down. We'll start with the meet and greets. Now, the, uh, well, first of all, I, before we get into the meet and greets, I say the ship is kind of transformed a little bit for the cruise. There's, throughout the entire cruise, there's a, Marvel Day at Sea kind of like photo backdrop that was in the atrium. You kind of wake up on that day, the Marvel Day at Sea, start walking around. First thing we noticed, they had banners, you know, you know, I don't know, six foot tall banners around the pool deck of the various Marvel Cinematic Universe Avengers. characters, Avengers, uh, kind of scattered around outside cabanas, outside the various spots on the pool deck. Uh, Funnel Vision was playing like a, a loop of a Stark Industries kind of Disney Cruise Line mashup logo loop. And that really looks pretty cool. And then they kind of transitioned, you know, the onboard, you know, music that you hear in the hallways throughout the ship from, you know, that Disney soundtrack to, you know, a Marvel soundtrack compre- yeah, composed, comprised of all you know, the more popular scores from the different movies. Kind of in the same way they do uh, Pirate Night, where it's just a pirate soundtrack. And let me use this time to hit the disclaimer that we are humongous Marvel fans in this family, so this is super exciting to us. However, if you are someone who is not at all interested in Marvel, it's not like the ship, you know, this is going to bother you. I mean, it's it's around, it's there, but it's not, um, you know, in your face where you're, f- you know, falling all over it, that kind of thing. That's a good point to bring up because that question's come up a few times. How intrusive, if you will, or if you're not at all interested in Marvel, period, you know, if you just happen to be booked on a what ends up being a Marvel Day at Sea cruise and it is completely uninteresting to you, I mean... If you're not interested in being on it, is it going to change your enjoyment of the cruise? Potentially, if you're looking for activities to do on that sea day, yes. However, say on a five-night or longer cruise, no. You've got all those other days. It, there's not really much spillover from, except for, you know, like towel animals in the stateroom or... Yeah, yeah, things of, like that. I mean, w- it, for us, we booked the cruise for three reasons. Um one was spring break. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't involved in the booking, but we booked over spring break, and the choice was a Star Wars Day at Sea cruise on the Fantasy, so a seven night, or a Marvel Day at Sea cruise on the Magic. And although Scott and I almost always choose on longer itinerary, 
Um, at this point, we did ship and we did Marvel um, because we like Star Wars as well. But we knew that, you know, this was going to be super amazing for Isabel because she's grown up in the Marvel era, kind of like how Scott and I grew up in the Star Wars era. Indiana Jones. And also it was over Isabel's birthday and we were able to surprise her with this cruise, which Scott has a video of uh, how we did it. Um, but we chose to drive down to Miami, which was about three hours from us, instead of our quick 50-minute hop over to Port Canaveral and take a five-night Marvel cruise um, on the Magic instead of a seven-night Star Wars cruise on the Fantasy. And two each their own, but... But we booked it. What I'm saying is, we specifically booked it, you know, for Marvel Day at Sea, and those were the cruises that happened to, you know, fall over our spring break period. So that's just our little, you know, thing. Yeah, it's the the most intrusive thing, if you will, if you're not interested, is the dinner, and we'll get to that later in the podcast. But you can pretty much avoid it if you're. And the other thing is, if you're just going to spend the day at the pool, they are running Marvel films on Funnel Vision that animated day. Series. And but they're animated series. And the yeah. animated series stuff. So you're going to experience a little bit. The actual films are at nighttime. Mm-hmm. So after the show, yeah. before the show. Okay. So, I mean, you can, you can get away from it, but if you're looking for onboard activities that day, they're all going to be Marvel-centric. Uh, Most but I, of them. I wouldn't say it's... They also didn't have Marvel movies playing in the theaters, so you couldn't go see, like, Coco in the theaters. So it's... I I wouldn't say it's something that... Unless you were completely against Marvel, then I see no reason to change sailings because, you know, if it wasn't your thing. You're on it. It's kind of cool. Hey, you might like it. It was was a lot of fun. And even with the caveat that we're big into the whole Marvel... Cinematic Universe and all those things. So, as we talk about, we're going to start with the the meet and greets. I know one of the biggest questions we've gotten about the Marvel Day at Sea Cruises are, can you meet every character or every Avenger, every, you know, all of the list of the meet and greet characters? And you want to take this, Isabel? Yes. You can, except there's some few things you have to know before you do it. First thing you have to be okay with is lines. There are going to be long lines. You might have to arrive almost maybe 30 minutes before. Yeah. 15 is not enough. Well, you already got a long line. And some of them overlap. Right. And there are a couple characters that actually have, like, you know how on a regular cruise you have got, you know, minis in the atrium. It's, you know, 430. Yeah, in different spots. Thor. Loki and Captain America were the characters that had specific kind of open, you know, locations around the ship meet and greet times. Thor and Loki met at the same spot on, a was it deck four? Yeah, because they had the same background. Yeah. Yeah. And Captain America was meeting outside preludes. They had the dedic, you know, the specific times were, you know, just get in line to meet them. And we got, the first meet and greet of the day was for uh, for us was Loki, and it, it was at nine fifteen. We thought nine o'clock would be a good time to get in line, and I know we were pretty. I don't know ten families back, longer back. I mean, yeah, about there. We, I mean, we sh- to be first in line or within the first five people, we would have had to have been there what eight forty five, mm-hmm. potentially. I mean, it's. I will say that because we are huge Marvel fans, we literally had something to do every moment. It was almost like a port day for us. From the moment we got up, we we scheduled everything and still missed three things. Yeah. So, we part of that is our own doing because Emily and I did go to Palo brunch that morning. But, but I mean, you we have knew to about that ahead waiting of, in line. Yeah. That's that's what I'm getting at when you're talking about waiting in line. You have to kind of include that yeah. in. We, uh, so, you know, we met Loki and then we kind of like looped back around and met Thor in the same spot. And I mean, all the, all the character encounters. They were actually pretty good except the lines. That was the only problem. And it it was really, uh. And then you have the characters that are walking around the ship. Yeah, that's the thing. And here's where if you're focused, 
if your goal is to kind of meet all of the characters that are available, and who who are they? They're Thor, Loki, I mean, just Captain just America. all of them. Captain America, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Star-Lord, Gamora, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, and Iron Man. Did I cover everybody? You did. And Groot. And Groot, Groot, yeah. Yes. And so... Captain America, Thor, and Loki have those kind of open meet and greet times that are posted. Uh, there's Star Lord and Gamora, Doctor Strange, Hawkeye, and Black Widow. So those five don't have specific uh, locations where they're doing meet and greets. They uh, are kind of just casually walking around at various times the ship. They could be, you know, walking deck four, you know, deck five, you know around the ship, a casual encounter, if you will, like you're walking around, you see them, you kind of, it almost becomes like a paparazzi scene. Somebody catches hold of them and like a swarm of people go around, but they're more than happy to kind of interact with you just like they would a normal meet and greet, take photos with them, they'll sign autographs. But it's awesome because they're just walking along with no character handlers. Right. They're just walking around the ship. Someone, was it Gamora and Star-Lord, they just came up the elevator mm-hmm. all alone. Well, that was, the, that was the other thing. At one point in the day, I mean, it was Captain America was just walking down the hallway, you know, heading toward, you know, deck four. He was walking forward towards his scheduled meet and greet time at Preludes. And, you know, you guys just kind of walked together down the hallway for a little bit. And that was kind of cool. I mean, so there are those chance opportunities outside of the random casual encounter meet and greets. Mm -hmm. And then the ones that, the meet and greets that were the best. And, I s- the best because they're for a couple reasons and primarily because they're the hard ticket meet and greet times think of it as like a fast pass meet and greet or if you're familiar with like the meet and greets on the cruise like for Anna and Elsa and Olaf or the princess gathering where they've transitioned over to you know your pre-booked tickets mm-hmm. yeah. you, you get the ticket you which you can book online. So, you know, just as you'd book, like, adult dining, spa, port adventures, you can book these meet-and-greet tickets, on meet-and-greet times online, which is great. And there were it's two amazing. of... What was that? It's amazing. There were two of those. Uh, the first one was a Groot heroic encounter, which was held in Animator's Palette, and it was Groot. All it he was, says is, I am Groot. I'm Groot. I'm Groot. And what did you think? It was awesome, though. I mean, yeah. Our ticket time was for 2 o'clock. I think we got in line maybe, I mean, we kind of queued up outside Animator's Palette, maybe 10 to 2, 1.55. And the doors opened it. They checked our tickets, you know, against their master list. They let us in about 2 o'clock, and we, were, we met Groot, photos, and out by 2.05, and on to the next one. Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, it was fun. Groot did not sign autographs, though. That's what, you know. Neither did Iron Man. Yeah. Well, that's something. And sometimes, like, here at Walt Disney World, if it's, like, a busy time or if it's a unique character, they'll hand out autograph cards. They were not doing that for Groot. Uh, sometimes it's, like, in lieu of, you know, the character signing, they'll give you a card with the character's face, you know, a character true, and then... uh you know, in the reverse would be an autograph, but that was not an option. Uh, the other meet and greet was the uh, Mission New York heroic encounter, which included Spider-Man, Black Panther, and Iron Man. And that was the, sec- the, uh, the second of the two hard-ticketed meet and greet opportunities. And this was great, too, because you walk in, and it was, it was the most like the princess meet and greet where you know everybody's i don't know a group of say 20 people or 20 families or so have like a 2:30 ticket time you're all brought in you get in line you start with spider-man you go to black panther and then you go to iron man and then you're out the door so it's one two three in succession in succession yeah. and that was great it's started on time and i i don't know could was this, was this a one-time thing, or was this a? Do you think was a regular occurrence? Iron Man was like 20, 30 minutes late for this, and it was kind of, I don't know, it was holding everybody up. We couldn't tell if 
it was hard to tell if this was a shtick that they were trying to, you know, he's busy planning for the event in the evening is what they said, or if this was just one of those Technical things. Technical difficulties. Yeah. Or it's just something with the suit that he had to get on. Yeah. But in true Disney fashion, you don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they told the story. The story was he was preparing for the show at night, which, you know, they played it off well, but, you know, you go through... Uh, Spider-Man and Black Panther both will do autographs, and uh, but Iron Man does not, just like Groot. And so that's, and then the rest of the characters are just kind of around. And it worked out one time because the three of us were standing in line to meet Thor, and Star-Lord and Gamora just start walking down, and you know Isabel is able to, you know, go herself and kind of meet them in the hallway. They they kind of, I don't know, more or less found a place in shutters where there was some space to kind of like stop and meet with people where it didn't, you know, block a walkway or anything. But, you know, even those, even those characters, when they stopped, they were more than willing to, you know, interact with the guests and, you know, spend time with each one individually, take photos, sign autographs. It wasn't, Oh, hi, you know, we got to keep going to the next thing. So it was really cool that they had the roaming characters. Uh, sure. It would have been amazing if, you know, you added, like, say, Star-Lord and Gamora to the Groot meet-and-greet to kind of, you know, it's understandable why Groot's kind of secluded once you see Groot. He's a towering tree, plant. But it's, like, it's awesome. Yeah. It would have <clears throat> it would have uh, added to that meet-and-greet a little bit. Uh, but honestly, I said, if anything could be improved... I'm kind of jumping ahead. Anything that can be improved in the entire Marvel DC cruise is having all the characters in like a, you know, multiple meet and greet opportunities where, you know, ticketed ones. So, you, Like you could do, like we did, we did Spider-Man, Black right. Panther, and Iron Man. Mm. You could do Thor, Loki, mm. and Because with, Gro with Groot, with the New York, Mission New York, and the Groot ones, they weren't just offered on the Marvel Day at Sea. They were... Those meet and greets, because they were in D-Lounge and an animator's palette, they were able to do, like, the day before as well, you know, to kind of spread things out, which, you know, I mean, you're on the cruise, except if you're, you know, you want to get, you know, do some cause, if you want to do some cosplay, if you want to do some cosplay, or, you know, kids want to, it would be kind of annoying to, you know, change into your outfits every day to go to that character meet and greet but I tell you it would have freed up so much time if all of the meet and greets including the roaming characters had like a hard ticketed kind of thing for everybody to you know schedule those in so then they could do other stuff but I mean tr on the other side of that it is you know spacing people out so all the not every activity is overflowing with people, so there's yeah, that too. Yeah, and the too. people walking around that didn't have meet and greets, which were Doctor Strange, Starler, and Gamora, and I guess Hawkeye, mm -hmm. because people had signatures for them. Like you know, people yeah. are still having them sign photo mats and things of that nature, and people had them signed. But you know, we did not run into Doctor Strange or Hawkeye uh, or Black Widow or any of those like mm -hmm. just walking around. But they except, were out, except for Starler and Gamora yeah. and Captain America. Yeah, and I tell you what. Here's another important thing that we learned uh, during a previous cruise that it, I don't think it changed. I didn't hear him talking about it on this cruise. Maybe Emily noticed. But, you know, last summer when we cruised, we were told Marvel characters cannot sign on the same page, same side of something that a Disney character assigned. So you can't get Captain America and Mickey to sign on the same like if photo you're doing mat. photo, yeah, yeah. photo mat, um, that was, and I, they were really, I don't, don't want to, they were harping on that or really driving that home to everybody. Like they'd go up and down the lines to say, Hey, you know, if you're having anything signed, they can sign in the same autograph book, but they can't sign on the same page or same photo mat or what have you, whatever you're bringing for them to sign for, you know, whatever licensing reasons. And it, interestingly enough for our family, I mean, we have lived we have been pass holders since Isabel was six months old and she's 11. And we have lived um, near the parks since October of 2014. And Isabel has never, ever been interested in an autograph book or having characters sign or anything like that. So, 
um, when she expressed interest in having a Marvel autograph book for the Marvel characters, I mean, that's an example of how different things, you know, are special to different kids. Yes. And that was something that she wanted. And it was awesome that they had that because, you know, she has a special Marvel Day at Sea. It's really cool. The, uh, yeah, in the gift shop, it was like 13 bucks, 12 bucks for a Marvel Day at Sea photo. It's a photo book, autograph book. On the left side, you can, you know, there's a little thing to slide in like the four by six photo from the meet and greet that you do. And then on the right side, you got room for an auto. Yeah, there's space for an autograph. One of the things we saw, you know, a couple, you know, families having autographed, it was the bed runner that they left, that the stateroom host kind of left in the morning of Marvel Day at Sea. Um, you know, when they they came in and, like, made your bed from the night before and, you know, through that. We didn't realize that was ours to keep. I mean. Because people were having it signed by the characters, yeah. which is actually pretty cool. Good idea. Yeah, idea. it's a great idea. And it wasn't until, like, the evening, you know, when we were going back to get ready for dinner and we saw our stateroom host or, like, you know, we just, I was like, it's like, is that ours to keep? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, so that was a pretty cool option. It's you know, that we saw having the character sign, especially mm-hmm. if you can get a full set. It's almost something you could do, like a, one of those, like, long, long frames. It kind of look cool and, you know. Oh, yeah. Mic drop. Wow. Something to look, coo- you know, cool frame to, if you have the space for it. Meet and greets, character meet and greets are not the only thing. You've got so many, throughout the day, there are so many events and activities that you can, you know, really have your day packed. And... Say you're not going to Palo <laughs> or anything like that. You really can't do it almost everything. Quick, if you Quick disclaimer, though. If you're wondering why we went to Palo on the Marvel Day at Sea, um, typically when we go on a cruise, if we don't go to Nassau because that's our sea day, we have a sea day where Isabel, we, we go to breakfast, then we just pretty much stay on deck till after lunch. And we that was Isabel's birthday. So we did that day on deck. And we booked Palo Brunch for the other sea day. And Scott and I are pretty good with Palo Brunch that we can get in and out of there in under an hour. And I think we were we left at like 10.50, didn't we, Scott? Yeah, we I were mean, done and paid for. We rope drop it mm-hmm. and get there, you know, with the other 10 o'clock tables. And then we don't dawdle. We, you know, eat our stuff and go. So that is why we ended up booking Palo Brunch on that day. Yeah, I mean, planned out, you can attend all the events and if you're strategic about it, you can meet all the characters. It's it's possible. It it it'll be a busy day if you try to work it all in. Isabel, did you did they have any special Marvel things in the kids club when you were there? Um, Outside of the you know already Marvel stuff that they do. I think they had like you know those Marvel activities they usually have. Mm-hmm. More oh, more than those. More frequent. Maybe a little more crafts. Okay. Um, so when you were in there when we were doing Palo Brunch, did you do anything that was? Marvelous. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We have now jumped the shark, listeners. Um. Well, I didn't do the Marvel thing because I've done most of them. Um. But I think I did. I think I did a craft. That, but I left it in there. I think I did. I was just curious if they had the symbols. Yeah, something fancy. Okay. Like the logos that they're on the, you know, very like the blanket that and everything. Okay. Logos. They were. They were like little magnets that you could put on, but I left mine in there, and it was sad. So, moving back to the you know events scheduled, like in Preludes, Fathoms, uh, where else did they have events? Sort of the primary lo- O'Gills. Um, promenade Lounge. I said Preludes. I meant Promenade Lounge. I'm sorry. Wrong shit. Uh, you know. Whatever. So one <laughs> one of the activities. Emily and I went to twice was the Marvel Superfan Challenge. Oh my god, that was awesome. Because we got out of Palo so early that right. we didn't have Isabel yet. We were just, yeah. We were we just, just there. Tw- yeah. And we got there at the beginning, but we were too late. So one thing about the Marvel Superfan Challenge, if you want to be an active participant, you have to get there before it starts uh, because they give you a handheld, like, little thing. Um, a little, what do you call it? Like a remote control thing to enter your the first round of the challenge is a multiple choice or multiple choice questions and you just enter your uh, you enter your 
you know, when they ask the question, you just pick it on the remote. And then after the first round, all the points are tallied up on the uh, screen. And those following people move up to the next round. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the, now, Isabel, you did this the second time. Um, the second time you get whiteboards? So the second round. Yeah. Yes. I, as I said, we went to this twice, but I will tell you I the question. Emily and I, when Emily and I went to one, the second, the evening show when Isabel went, the questions were completely different. So you could go to this twice mm-hmm. and it would be, I don't know, maybe the final round that we'll get to is similar. But so Isabel, we made, you made it to the second round. So um, you get whiteboards and so he asked questions. Cool thing about the guy is he didn't care about spelling. Yeah, he was very, they were very lenient as long as you kind of answered it correctly, if you will. Yeah. Uh, like if you said, or phonetically, or yeah. even close to it. It so wasn't these, that stringent on the second round. These questions were a little harder. Yeah. It, and if most people miss them, then you could stay. But if you were like out of two players, or if there were seven people there, and two people missed it, you guys would leave. So yeah, the, but if six out of seven people missed it, then you guys put off. Yeah, because the second round was the focus of the second round was to get down to three people or four people uh, on stage. Four people. On okay, stage. so once they kind of weed everybody out in that second round, it goes to four people on stage, and it's more of like a Jeopardy round where you have a buzzer, you buzz it's, in. It's a lightsaber, not yeah. marble, but you yeah. have a lightsaber. Yeah, it's a little glowing light yeah. thing that you click. And then you go up to the microphone and answer the question. Yeah. And these are harder than that round. And was that what you earned points in that round? Yes. Yes. Okay. And whoever had so, most points would. There were two people yeah. at the end that moved up to the last round. Yeah. So that's my personal favorite. Yeah. And it, it was interesting. The second round, the second and third round were exponentially harder questions as it went along. Yeah. It definitely was. All right, we need to thin out the herd here. But as Isabel found out, the final round was a 30-second, uh, it's called a slideshow, of different characters, and all you had to do was identify the character's name. And this is this is one of the events that it wasn't just Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. It it touched on, the, you know, comic characters. It touched on, you X-Men, know, Fantastic yeah, anything Marvel, not just the Disney Marvel stuff. Uh, it went into the Netflix shows. Uh Defenders, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, Punisher, Daredevil, and and our kid was killing it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, she was even just random comic book characters, like they were showing, like you know, not even part of a TV show or a movie to date of from any studio. That's where it got really, it's you know, deep. This big Marvel book. Yeah, has she, she has a photogenic, you know mastery of the marvel characters and it's pretty impressive but yeah the the second and third round you know really weeded people out and this was more of a 30 second round with the final two contestants who could name the most characters in that 30 seconds and uh so that was fun and if isabel would have made the final round she would have beat both contestants based on you know, however, the first the first one we went to, the guy who won it, didn't he get like 23 of 25? Yeah, he 24 of 25. Yeah, the, the host was like, at this point, you would have beat every other contestant in every other one of these that we've held the date. So he was almost spot on perfect. But that was fun. Like I said, we went to it twice and it was different each time. The other, uh, there's another trivia event, trivia, like, you know, think of like Toons trivia or, you know, 70s trivia, movie trivia, villains trivia, what have you, that they have in the gills. That was offered in Preludes. Uh, that's one of the things we did not get to because we left the Superfan Challenge, actually. But that over, that went, it was one of those that went long or goes long and so you can't get to the next thing in time and by the time we got to preludes they were already on question 13 yeah so but it was more just i don't even know what the questions were to be honest with you because we kind of just kept on going at that point uh but it was the standard you know disney cruise line trivia where you'll you know you'll get a the old finisher medals from the castaway key run 
They're still or, still getting or still boxes of those. Yeah. So that that's another activity. But the second round, oh, the second game, they were giving out like merchandise. Well, yeah. Oh, the guy got a service. That's right. Did he get a shirt? Yeah, he got a shirt. He got he got the blanket. He got the turvis. He got a gift card. Well, no, the something. gift card was to redeem the blanket up yeah. in the gift shop because they didn't have it. But yeah, he got a couple things. It was all, he got a lot more than the person did in the first time. For the one Emily and I got one to. Feel bad for the first guy. But the um, now everybody's I don't know. It's got to be the best event on all the cruises. The diaper dash in the atrium. Oh, that's amazing. I, I, who doesn't stop when you're walking around to watch the diaper dash? Well, for Marvel Day at Sea, it was rethemed to the little hero dash with, uh, you know, the character, the logos they're using for each character on the, uh, thing. And that was actually pretty awesome. One of those, another. Things where we're waiting in line for is either Thor or Loki, for Thor, that kind of helped get your mind off waiting in line to meet the character because it was happening down in the atrium and you were kind of just a willing participant or spectator up on the uh, deck above. Over in the promenade lounge, they had a what they were calling a Marvel comic vault, which was, you know, more on your own activity, if you will. They had, I don't know, a handful of, of anything. They had 12-inch iPad Pros <laughs> loaded with two. I mean, they had some of them that were loaded with a with the Marvel Comics app that you can download, you know, read digital comics on, buy digital comics. Before know. you get any ideas, they had us sign them out. Yeah. So we didn't bring one home in our suitcase. And they're all... You know, lock down into presentation mode where you can only run the single app that they're set up for. But they had like the comic, the Marvel Comics app that you know you can, you know, if you if you're buying regular comics, they've got the redemption, the digital copy, <laughs> redemption code. Uh, you can read them on there. But they had a, I don't know, you you use that as well. How did they have a decent amount of comics oh, to? Lots. Yeah. So you could sit there, promenade lounge, and read through comics. Maybe. There were, the other iPads were loaded with a, I don't know, personality kind of quiz to match your Avenger, match your Marvel character. You know, a series of like you know, 10 questions. I think I got Hulk. Yeah. I got Spider-Man. Yeah, I got Cap. That's not, I'm not Cap. <laughs> yeah, it just goes through and asks some questions. I mean, but it was pretty basic. I, I looked around. I couldn't find that app. To download, so it looked like it was their own in house. Oh, it's a website. Oh, it's a website? It's a website. Okay. Maybe now that I'm enlightened that it's a website, I'll see if I can find if it's publicly available and go from there. It is. I just think it's like one of those Oh My Disney or BuzzFeed, you know, quizzes that match you up with a character. <laughs> it's basically what it is. Uh, but, you know, it seems like you had, did you enjoy it? Oh, yeah. Another activity in the Promenade Lounge is, you know, they offer, you know, the character drawing classes. Isabel found the quiz. It's on the Marvel website. What, what's, does it have a, how'd you find it? Uh, I just searched Marvel. Marvel of course the kid's going to find it. Okay. If you. choose your mark. All right. So all Isabel did is went to Google and typed in Marvel quiz. It was the first thing that comes up. And it's Marvel choose your mark at. What's the URL? Does it have a fancy URL that we can think about? Well, at this point, we'll just link it. Oh, it's marvel.com slash choose Marvel quiz. All one word, all in, you know, all lowercase. So we'll link to that. Or you could, I think uh, you could just go to the Marvel website. Yeah. And go to games, I think it was. Oh, no, don't go to games. I lied. All right, so. We found it. Cool. Awesome. The more you know. Thanks, Isabel. I did not. I thought it was an app. Oh, I didn't go to realize. Characters. Go to characters. Okay. Marvel. Go to the Marvel website and characters. Or you could just use the URL. But. Cool. Thank you for finding that because I'm old and I'm not good with the technology. Yeah, it's 
So the other the, the other activity they had in the promenade lounge was the drawing class, and uh, I did not do good on that because I didn't have any eraser. <laughs> and that got me mad. I need an eraser for yeah. the time. The uh, one, the uh, drawing session, the drawing class we went to was how to draw Spider-Man. And the one before it was uh, Iron Man. Okay. They did an Iron Man as well? well? So you just learned, in our class we learned, we did uh, Spider-Man's face. Yes. And that was, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It's the first time I've ever gone to a drawing class on the ship. I never have gone to like the, draw Mickey or Donald or any of that. Yeah. Have you ever gone to those? No, so it's it's fun. They do a pretty good job. One of the other events uh, going on activities is the Marvel, yeah, the Marvel Super Showdown Game Show. It was a mix of uh, trivia and challenges. I can't really tell you anything more about it because that's this one event we did not go to. Um, nor did we intend uh, attend uh, the Meet the Marvel Master Sessions, where the each cruise they bring in kind of like a guest presenter or a guest speaker. Uh, on our cruise, it was Marsha Griffin. Uh, she's best known for her writing work on dozens of, Mar- of the Marvel animated series. Um, I guess I could go back and look at the uh, different personal navigators we've gotten to date to see, you know, who else. But the speaker series sounds to me like it's somebody from like maybe the Marvel comic side or the you know their animated series, or somebody that works kind of more of, I don't know, not necessarily on the movie side of things that is out in the forefront. I We didn't go to it. Uh, sounds like it would be some interesting insight into the creative process that goes into, into creating these uh, shows and comics, but yeah, it's one of those things we did not, you know, work into our schedule, you know, based on our other choices that day for one reason or another. I mean, I don't know. You say that's kind of sums up all the events. I think there was they had another coloring act like in the promenade lounge. They gave out other than the night show. No event uh, uh, activities, events like trivia. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's everything. We went to a coloring. Was it a coloring like at the end of a drawing session? They handed out uh, coloring sheets. Coloring no, sheets. It, was, it was a random crafts in the prelude house. Okay. And it was button making, but they also had coloring pages if you didn't want to do the buttons, okay. or if you're done, you just want to hang out. All right, cool. So, you know, those are they handed out Marvel coloring sheets. So, moving on to the shows uh, that they had, the one was Mickey and Friends Superhero Celebration, and it's kind of fun. It's a it's a deck show kind of that they throw up there in between. It's one of those where you, if you had main dinner, you'd go up right after dinner. Or if you had late seating, you'd go up before your dinner after the first show. And it kind of like, it was that little deck. It was a deck party. They often do the pirates party on, you know, non summer sailings where they do it earlier in between the dinner shows event up on the deck, deck nine stage. It's Mickey and friends, Chip and Dale, Goofy, Donald, Pluto, where they go out, and in this case, they're kind of dressed as their favorite Marvel superheroes. It's like, for instance, Chip and Dale are Thor and Loki. You know, Mickey's Captain America. Uh, Black Widow, Hawkeye, yeah. Thor, Loki. Goofy's Goofy's Iron Man, things like. And this is one of the things we didn't go to. I don't know what we did instead. After dinner, or I think. We went to maybe a trivia or the, the super fan trip. Yeah, this is one of those that we went to that instead. Um, the other show that we went to was I want to call it. It's kind of the marquee show, but it's not really. It's the show that was the headliner in the Walt Disney Theater that night. It was uh, and it was also it was offered three times, I believe, like four four fifteen. Then there was the show for the late dinner and then there was a show there was a show for the main dinner you know after your dinner it was Doctor Strange Journey into the Mystic Arts and this was this is how do you explain it it was uh, it was an interactive thing 
what's the thing called? The Jedi? What's the Jedi one they do at Hollywood Studios? I don't know the specific name. I don't think it has a name. Yeah. Trials of the Temple. It's it's one of those things where the kids can participate in the show. And in this Doctor Strange show that, you know, from what I've told, I, from talking to other people whose kids participated, if you got the, the theater early, early, you were invited to be part of it and uh, when your time when the time was called they'd bring all the you know i think they were met 15 to 20 kids on stage yeah. for it sure so i i don't want to say be the theater early if you want to participate because i don't know if that's fact uh because we kind of came there you know closer to the show time but they did bring up because we were in line for captain america yeah <laughs> They uh, or no, we were in line with somebody, and then we went to Captain America right after. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it was back to back. I think we did the. Oh, we was Iron Man. We were waiting yeah, for Iron we're Man. Yeah, we were waiting for Iron Man. He's and late. and uh, so the show they brought the kids up. They did a lot of activity and kind of like learning, you know, the mystic arts through Doctor Strange, and then it turns into, you know, the other. The storyline goes a little south when. Doctor Strange's, I don't know, what do you call those? Apprentices? The yeah. Kind of went and messed around. Messed around with the book. Right. That brought in none other than. Dormammu. There you go. Dormammu. The cool thing about that, though, too, was that it wasn't this long, drag out show where you it got. It was like 15, 30 bored. minutes. Yeah. yeah, it was like around a half an hour yeah. and. You know, it's definitely geared towards the kids. Oh, I yeah. Mean, it's not like, you know. An Pause. I don't know. I'm getting a phone call. It happens to be the Avengers ringtone. <laughs> Anywho, the uh, the show's folk, the target demo is are the kids. And did you enjoy it as well? Yeah. Okay. Because... Yeah, and it's a good show for the target, and I enjoyed it, Emily. Definitely. Yeah. Of course, I I'm a Doctor Strange fan too, so yeah. if you're helps. if you're going into it thinking it's like you know going to be an in depth you know Marvel movie kind of show, you know a d- more of an, the adult demographic, you're gonna you might be disappointed. But if you go in knowing that this is geared for a youth activity and integrated at you know, show, then it's fun. I mean, take it for what it is. It's a, you know, pretty fun thing for the kids to do. Uh, I want to thank our buddy Mike who shared some of the video because his daughter was part of it. And it's a funny thing. Usually in the Walt Disney Theater, it's no photography, no video, no recording kind of thing. And it even showed it on the Navigator. But, I mean, everybody was taking photos and video and nobody, I mean, usually like, if you see somebody pull out a cell phone to take a photo, say like during the Golden Mickey's, the people like bring around popcorn will go after yeah, you. Yeah, they'll, you know, somebody will be down on that person in a hot minute. Oh yeah. So it, I don't know if the case they just weren't. Anyway, I I took photo and video, and nobody yelled at me, or any of the other. It was definitely a different environment, yeah. though. It was, it was way more laid back. And it might have just been the default no photography video on the Navigator because they didn't make an announcement. We, you know, we were in the theater beforehand, and I guarantee they did not make that announcement. I'm usually attuned to that, but uh, I want to thank Mike for sharing some of the video to kind of round out the video we posted for this. That being said, all right. Thanks to the Eye of Agmato, we're back two weeks later to finish this podcast because of a little technical difficulties with the recording on the first one. Which I think it was just Thanos demanding our silence. That's probably it. Anyway, we're going to catch up where the file became corrupted. <laughs> uh, after the, So there's the Doctor Strange show in the Walt Disney Theater. Another uh, show that's happening is... The Star Spangled USO Show uh, with songs from the 30s and 40s. On the uh, first couple of sailings out of New York, we heard that the uh, show was being held in the Promenade Lounge. And, I mean, a lot of people were telling me that it wasn't the best venue due to the 
crowd that was showing up and it just didn't really work out. Uh, for our cruise and, you know, for other cruises, it was moved into Fathoms, which I don't know. I think it was an appropriate size venue for the show. Oh, yeah, it was the, great. It's, um, you have a couple singers and then you have a little dance troupe and then there's a special guest that appears. Uh, you know, in terms of Doctor Strange being, you know, geared towards the kit, you know, the younger crowd, this is definitely, you know, aimed more at the adults, but it's still, you know, completely family friendly and enjoyable. It's just, might not be the music the kids will enjoy, but it's still a fun show. What do you think, Isabel? It was okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I liked it, but I knew what I was expecting and getting, and I don't think Isabel knows a lot of those tunes that they played. You know, there were some show tunes and, and things like that, and so I thought it was good. They did a very good job, it kept my attention, and it was, you know, short and to the point, too. It wasn't something that droned on for, you know, an hour or anything like that. It was, I mean, we have full video of the show up on the website that we'll link to, but it's a fun show. Uh, glad we got to go to it and see it, and I'm glad it got moved to a good venue. Now, the show that kind of wraps up the entire Marvel Day at Sea is Marvel Heroes Unite. It's listed as starting at 10.15 in the Navigators, but really it starts about 10 o'clock with like a little pre-show act, you know, event. And I know I, when I got up there, there were some people that were already standing in their spot around nine o'clock. I don't really think that's necessary, but if you're, you know, set on getting a specific spot on deck, you're going to want to go earlier just to kind of get there. There's an area on the, you know, the covered pool deck that they reserve for part of the show but the other deck is, you know, off to the left. You can stand. There's video if you'd like to watch it. I on it, Actually, I'd suggest not watching the show on video if you're planning on going on a cruise. I never watched any of the video leading up to it. And, you know, I, it's one of those I want to see firsthand first before kind of being ruined. There's The show is a mix of, you know, video footage on Funnel Vision uh, live action on the stage, live action on the, you know, aft funnel. So it's, if you get a good spot to kind of just see, you know, the stage, funnel vision, the aft funnel, you'll have a enjoyable time at the show. It's, it's probably the best show I've ever seen at Disney, you know, Walt Disney World. Any, anything else, you know, blows away Pirate Night. Uh, we have not seen the shows for Star Wars Day at Sea, but just talking to people, they thought this one was pretty spectacular. And I definitely agree. It's it's a not-to-be-missed show that kind of brings the whole day to a close, well, almost to a close. At the end, uh, get some visitors from another galaxy that kind of lead you into a dance party, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But you had uh, all throughout the day, you know, the various Avengers are coming over the PA system to say, hey, you know, come to the Knights. But they call it the Stark Expo. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the crew and on the announcements, they were referring to this as the Stark Expo. Yeah. In the Navigator, it's Marvel's or Marvel Heroes Unite. So there's a little bit of, I wouldn't say confusion, but, you know. I think they should just go with the Stark Expo. Yeah, Stark Expo is definitely the better way. I mean... It kind of fits better. I don't know, whatever rules they might not be able to. Who knows, but anyway, don't miss the show. It's great. Enough. Again, there's over on the website, there's full video of the show if you want to watch it. I mean, I encourage you if you're going on a cruise just to see it without it, without any kind of you know, idea of what the show's like, so I'll let you decide if you're going to watch it or not. Now, that's it for pretty much the events. I'll touch on another, like, one other event that was kind of 
started with uh, started at the end of Marvel's Heroes Unite. But we're going to move on to the food that was offered throughout the cruise. Oh, the food was so good. <laughs> well, the first thing we noticed, they had the uh, Marvel-themed popcorn buckets, kind of with the uh, Marvel Day at Sea logos on it. They had the Iron Man souvenir mugs, some Avengers souvenir sippers, uh, glow cubes. The awesome glow cubes. Thor's hammer, and there's also a Spider-Man. Like, it wasn't a glow cube, it was more of a straw. Clings onto the straw, Isabel said. We had to buy the Thor hammer, though. Yeah. It was only three bucks, right? Yeah. uh, Him and Pascal were three. One of them was three. One of them was four. Still inexpensive. Good deal. And the, uh, at breakfast early, you know, starting out the morning, all the uh, signs and cabanas were comic book themed with like that POW graphic, you know, with the... Comic book graphic. With a band. Yeah. With, you know, the item's name on it. There's a, you know, a big printout that says breakfast special, but it wasn't, it wasn't themed to Marvel or anything. It was just a, you know, pre-printed stationery with breakfast special printed on it. They kind of did a little bit in Cabanas. Uh, the real treat was the dinner. And I think we were, I don't know, speak from, I don't want to speak for everyone else, but I thought we had the best venue with Animator's Palette for the Marvel Day at Sea dinner. The uh, Yeah, the th- it fit well with the, yeah, the, comic, with the theme. Because yeah, the, the video screens all had like a penciled in Marvel Day, you know, the Marvel Day at Sea logo, but it was like, you know, the pencil sketch drawing. <laughs> When you walk in in black and white, it fit the venue very well. They've got the uh, music playing in the background. And we've got Guardians of the Galaxy. And the uh, menu itself is a comic book. Well, it's not a paper comic book, yeah, but, but it's, it's, it's a laminated. Yeah. yeah, it's a larger on comic book. It's pretty awesome. The uh, There were two special drinks of the day, though. Mark 7 and Smash. Uh, the Mark 7 is a tempting blend of exotic frozen tropical juices, including mango, strawberries, coconut, and pineapple. And the Smash is a punch fest of juice flavors, including lime, watermelon, and strawberry, smashed together with citrock pineapple for an incredibly refreshing taste. Did you have any of those? No, I didn't get it. Oh, absolutely not. No. Those are way too on the sweet side for me, but I'm sure that. That is something that their demographic would enjoy. And uh, so those, you know, those two drinks were available throughout the day. And also, you know, the ones that are on the dinner menu. Uh, The dinner menu is, like I said, it's a comic book, but there's like different section or different groupings kind of themed towards different characters. Like Thor's got the cod and, you know, things like that. thought the... uh, the menu was all. The other thing with this menu, at least on how it was presented to us, it was like we ordered everything, including the dessert in the beginning, since the menu included the dessert menu within it. But we tried a variety of the items, and was pretty impressed with what we had. Very much so. Isabel's appetizer was a star, so flavorful. Yep. That was the Wakandan Piri Piri cilantro. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ginger and chili marinated chicken with papaya coconut salsa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they found some flavor for the Marvel Day at Sea menu. <laughs> well, even the servers were excited yeah. by it. I mean, they had their little yeah. outfits on. It was almost like they were like excited that. to serve something different. Yeah, the head servers wore vests with the Marvel Day at Sea like logo print on their collar. The uh, other servers had that same logo print as for their ties. It's really cool, and you can I tell. I want one of their ties. Right. I mean, put it up in the gift shop. I'll buy it. But the, you uh, buy a lot of things. But. I got to say, overall, I was pretty impressed with the dinner options as well as, you know, the quality of the food, considering it's, they're not dishes they make have made very often, and they're not like a weekly variety, considering the Marvel Day at Sea Cruises are not every single week. Like... So, you know, like some menus are. So it was great. Always love to see new menus on the ships. Agree. 
and have them executed well. Yes. So I kind of touched on this at the end of Marvel Heroes Unite, kind of going out of order, chronological order, but uh, I kind of put this in the food category of things to talk about. Fathoms turns into the Ravagers Club, and at the end of the show, the Guardians of the Galaxy have like, you know, a dance party there for adults in the evening. So the menu's rethemed to Guardians of the Galaxy. They're names. just renamed. Yeah. They're, if you compare the menu from any other day to this evening, it's just, you know, they changed the title of each drink, but the actual beverages are the same. Uh, but still, it's it's a cool little twist for the evening. Uh, we did not go to that dance party after the... After the uh, deck party, I was kind of done for the day, ready to call the night. So it was, it was a busy day from start to finish. Yeah, it was almost like being in port. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, packed full of activities. I'd, I'd be awesome if it was Marvel Days at Sea. <laughs> <laughs> spread that out a little bit. Spread out some of the activities. It's not sometimes hard to relax on a cruise when you your whole day is booked around an event like this but still was awesome as I said earlier it exceeded our expectations isn't a is a single day event uh, the other thing is merchandise Ooh, merchandise now merchandise is always all over the place but you know they had you know, it's typical. Your hats, your shirts, your you know your Marvel Dead Sea lanyards. They had uh, like stateroom door magnets you can buy with the different characters and the logos. Uh, you know, t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, hooded you know zip ups, uh, coffee mugs, the uh, larger size service tumblers. You know, photo frames, like ornaments. If you spent sixty dollars, I think sixty dollars. Yeah. In the gift shop, for an extra nineteen ninety nine, you can get a fleece throw, which is someplace around here. And after a few washes, it's still nice and soft, so it's not one of the cheaper fleece throws that doesn't last more than a couple washes. So that's awesome. Well, we used it in the room too, so mm -hmm. we got good use out of it. Yeah. And the merchandise, all the merchandise was available starting on the first day. It wasn't like they. You know, brought out merchandise on Marvel Day at Sea specifically. So, if you're looking for stuff, head up, you can head up to the gift shop on the first day of your cruise. They also had some limited, limited edition, kind of art pieces. Uh, they had an autograph book. Yeah, that's that's the one. It was thirteen dollars. It's a Marvel Day at Sea autograph book. That was great for the, uh, you know, meet and greets around the ship because on the left side the page there's like a little sleeve for a photo and then on the right side you can get their autograph that's like every other one it's the first autograph book you've owned so i'm new to, i'm new to this world of autograph the name tag yes the name tag uh, before we get the name tag they also have a selection of pins you know trading pins but onto the name tags that's one thing there was a printout like a single sheet kind of information sheet on merchandise left in the stateroom on the first night or the first day when we got to our rooms about you know hey we've got marvel day at sea merchandise and one of the items right there at the top was a uh, marvel day at sea name tag which was available you can get it engraved with your name and you know your galaxy not galaxy, galaxy? Planet. Planet. planet and you can go down to uh, sea treasures on deck three you know by gills uh it was only advertised other than this printout on Marvel Day at Sea. They had like a, I don't know, like a poster or a sign in the gift shop saying, hey, we have these down there. But they were available all day, you know, every day of the cruise that the shops were open. And I don't know what they were, $13 a piece-ish, 14 10 95 Yeah. I know. 10, 10 to $15, somewhere yeah. in there. But they make them right away. You know, write your name on a piece of paper, pick out your planet, and they plug it into their tablet, and away it goes. And there you go. I think I was excited to get one. 
So Isabel and I both got one. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. They do the same thing, I know, for, for Star Wars Day at Sea. And they also mm-hmm. do it. Yes, they Cool. And you can also, these name tags have been around in the parks, like at Hollywood Studios for. Except they don't have Marvel ones. Right. But for Star Wars, I mean. Yeah. So, the merchandise, we no- we kind of noticed it wasn't dated. And that, I think, has more to do with the uh, kind of inaugural y- year of Marvel Day at Sea, span 2017-2018. It doesn't really work, s- you know, look so well when you're putting two dates on a on items. Right. But, so, it's kind of cool because then the merchandise isn't dated. There's a pretty decent selection. And the other thing about the merchandise, uh, unless there was stuff that sold out early on on this previous sailings and they never restocked, we didn't notice anything that was out of stock by the end of the cruise or added. I mean, it all was pretty much the same thing, and they had inventory to meet the demand. So, like, the first year of the Star Wars Day at Sea Cruises, they were doing pre-orders for merchandise out of a big catalog. And I think maybe rather than just doing that, again or having limited quantities or just producing more than enough to accommodate everybody but you know we didn't notice any you know merchandise that was going out of there no now because it's been two weeks since we recorded the other half of the podcast the other thing uh in the state rooms on marvel day at sea they left a bed runner a a Marvel, like with the Marvel Day at Sea logo and the icons for the different characters. And that's one thing that we saw people using to get autographs throughout the day. Yeah, but we didn't know if we were allowed to keep it or not. Yeah, it wasn't clear that that was ours to keep or if that was just kind of something that gets put out during the day. and Put them away at night. It wasn't until the evening when our stateroom host says, oh, yeah, that's yours to keep. I was like, oh, cool. It's a nice, you know, it's, I don't know, about two feet tall by, I don't know, just about the width of a stateroom bed. Mm-hmm. Seems about right. Mm-hmm. And that evening, our stateroom host left us a, a hammer on our bed as a towel, fold, folded towel. Malnor? <laughs> I don't know. I can't say it. Malnor. I had it the other day. Mjolnir. Yep, that's there right. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> Thor and Spider-Man will tell you how to say it. But I think all in all, the uh, Marvel Day at Sea, like I said, it exceeded my expectations. What you guys think? Definitely. Mm-hmm. And Scott, what would you say to a person who books this cruise and doesn't really like Marvel? Ah. <sighs> Avoid this day at sea. Spend the day at the pool, but you're gonna have to watch. I mean, I don't. I, I would say that you all the events are Marvel themed in one way or another on this day. But, but it's not thrown in your face. So if you just wanted to go to the pool or do something, you know, you could do something to enjoy. If you're an adult, you'll yeah miss it all at the Quiet Cove. Mm-hmm. But I know there was there were. You said they were playing Guardians of the Galaxy on Funnel Vision during the day. They were the cartoon. Isabel, weren't they cartoons? Yeah, so animated it wasn't series. the animated series of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So they they switch up the film or the what's showing on. They had Spider-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Avengers. The plan. Cartoons or actual cartoons? Films? No, no, they're just the cartoons, the animated series. Okay. But yeah. It, Except for this day, the rest of the cruise is not Marvel at all. I mean, you. Except the gift shop. Yeah, this the stuff shop. in the gift shop, and. Well, but that gift shop is dynamic and changes. I mean, if you ever take go on the Magic and Wonder, the gift shop that's, you know, what is it? Sea Treasures. Yes. That that's downstairs. You know, when we went to Norway and Iceland, it was Norwegian stuff. Mm-hmm. When we went to Alaska, it was filled with. Alaska merchandise, so it only makes sense that on a Marvel Day at Sea cruise, it's filled with Marvel merchandise. Well, on other cruises, it was a Star Wars store. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, and then there's a little spot in the gift shop, but, I mean, 
you know, the upstairs one, but it's not bad. It's yeah. not, yeah. you know, there's more pirate stuff still than there is Marvel stuff. I mean, I was able to walk away with, you know, the uh, Infinity Gauntlet mug, but that's something that I could get online or at in the parks, too. So I just saw it and got it right away because it was easy. And you didn't have to pay tax. Also, Castaway Club discount. So Always yeah. helpful. And to answer that question, it's it's not going to be thrown in your face. You can avoid it for the most part. If you know, just know you just have to know all the activities and events throughout the day are going to have some Marvel theming to them or twist. Instead of you know learning to draw Donald Duck, you're going to learn to draw Spider-Man, Spider-Man or mm-hmm. Iron Man. Uh, instead of Disney Tunes trivia, it might be Marvel Comics trivia, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's the rest of the cruise on the rest of the cruise. You really don't know it's a Marvel cruise, except, you know, like you said, the merchandise and, um, I mean, you're going to get the bed runner in your room, yeah. you're gonna, but, and there's also the spillover on the ticketed meet and greets that, but that's, those are in private venues in D-Lounge and Animator's Palette, so it's not even really a public space dur- during those times of day when they're doing that, so it's not really that... So no, it doesn't really impact you if you just happen to be booked on one of these that become that are a Marvel Day at Sea cruise or become a Marvel Day at Sea cruise. Yeah. I think you're still going to have you know, an enjoyable time doing other stuff. So Isabel, in your opinion, did you think they had adequate amount of activities and for your age group? Mm-hmm. They did. Awesome. <laughs> right to the point. Anything else? Isabel? Um, no, not really. All right. It's fair. Well, yeah, it's, it's a uh, thumbs up across the board here from us for Marvel Day at Sea. It was a fun time. Definitely book one again, knowing we wouldn't have to do every single activity. We could probably do some of the ones we didn't do. If you're looking for more, we have a uh, pretty long kind of like review post up on the website. Probably, I don't know, 120 photos, about 10 videos. So, thank you for uh, listening. Thank you for joining us. If you've enjoyed the episode, please feel free to share it with your friends and followers. We'd also be very grateful if you could rate and review our podcast on iTunes. If you have any issues, please drop us an email. You can connect with the show via the comments section on the website, email us at contact at disneycruiselineblog.com, follow us on Twitter at the DCL blog, or on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash disneycruiselineblog. Additionally, you can leave a voicemail, which we will try to incorporate into future podcasts, with your questions, comments, or feedback on the show by calling 321-765-3252.